Hello and welcome back to the Bye Week podcast. I'm Blake Shield, joined with Quinn Kyle and Cole Roberts. And we all just watched week one and we're so excited football was finally back. It felt like such a long offseason and week one was a little bit of an odd week, but it was really, really entertaining. And the first thing we're going to do is recap week one, talk about all that happened, the big news, you know, the players that played amazing. And then we're going to go into some players that's either news or noise. Week one, it's always the week where some random players have huge games. And it's hard to tell if that's going to be a pattern for the rest of the season or if that's just going to be a one-hit wonder, kind of like Sammy Watkins always is. So we're going to kind of give you our point of view if that's either news, which is you know someone you want to keep, or noise, if that's just kind of someone that's just a one-hit. And then after that, we're going to look back at our week one picks. Our, you know, we Every week we look at all the picks from that week and we look at them, and now we're going to see what we actually got, our records. And then we're going to look forward at week two, talk about some big games, do our week two picks. And, you know, just just give you get you completely filled in on everything that's going on in the NFL right now. Let's start with our week one recap. Where do you guys want to start? Uh, well, I'd like to start with just we'll start with the Thursday night football game. And I got to say, we were all expecting a Chiefs victory. We all took the Chiefs to win when we were doing our predictions last week. And so for the Lions to come out and be able to pull out that game, I was impressed but also at the same time, they only won it by one point against the Chiefs team who's missing two of their top three best players. And the Chiefs team played atrociously. I mean, one of the Lions touchdowns came off of a pick six that was into Kadarius Tony's hands. So I, I don't know that's that the Lions played that well. It's just that the Chiefs were in that bad a state and the receivers played that bad. So I, I'm still not too high on this Lions team. I never... I haven't been one of those people putting them as a you know Super Bowl pick or making it deep in the playoffs. And even after week one, although they won, I'm still not fully impressed yet by these Lions. Vic, what do yeah. you think? Yeah, no, I you know, I, I kinda have the same viewpoint. I, I feel like it was more of a of a Chiefs loss than a than a than a Detroit win. Just because Kadarius Tony was I mean, a humongous factor in that game. Um, I mean, he probably caused like a 14 point swing, um, lot, lot of catches just, I mean, even all around the board, <laughs> very detrimental. <laughs> it was very detrimental for the chiefs offense. Um, but kind of moving on to, to a different game. Uh, obviously I'm a Browns fan and we had a big win. So I'd love to talk about the Browns. Deshaun looked much more comfortable, uh, in this Kevin Stefanski offense. And then. The defense, you know, obviously this this defense has had like a lot of talent and it's been a good roster for years, but haven't quite quite found the defensive coordinator to, you know, get the full p- potential out of this defense. And they looked much more organized schematically and they put a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow. The defensive line looks excellent with Zedarius uh, Smith and uh, Miles Garrett. So I was really happy about their performance defensively. And then also, uh, I think the Buccaneers made a big statement uh, shout out to Baker Mayfield. He played. He actually played really well. Uh, I believe he was turnover free, beating a a playoff Vikings team. Obviously, the Vikings, you know, as Blake will tell you, are <laughs> are severely overrated. Um, but I mean, the Bucks are kind of were considered to be a a, a bottom feeder li- team this year. Um, you know, a team that might be tanking for Caleb Williams along with the Cardinals, and you know, they came out with a big win. Uh, whether you like it or not, the Vikings have a good squad. Um, and they're a much more, much more experienced team than the Buccaneers are. So shout out to them. Yeah, no, you brought up a bunch of good points. I want to talk back to that that Browns-Bengals game. 
So like for years, you look at Browns on paper and it's like, damn, this is a really good team. This is a team that can compete. And it's just, whether it's the Deshaun drama or just other stuff, it just feels like it never ends up working out. After week, watching week one, it's like, dang, this might be the year. Like they looked really good. No, I mean, it was a super rainy game. You know how that affects football games. When it's really rainy like that, it kind of comes down to who has the better O-line and who has the better running game. And obviously that's the Browns with the Browns O-line and Nick Chubb. And it is the 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 Bengals are notorious for starting really slowly. I mean, they did this last year too. So this is not like a giant knock on the Bengals. I think the Bengals playing really bad is, is noise. I mean, I think they're still going to be a great team. But yeah. to talk about the Browns, I mean, they did really look looks really impressive and I'm, I'm really happy about that and same with the bucks it's like baker you know it's like baker has nothing nothing to lose these days he's kind of just all in and he's everyone i feel like loves him I, he's kind of a dog out there and um the, the 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 buccaneers were sneakily competitive and the vikings team yes i hate them but they're not bad i'm not gonna say they're a horrible team so to beat this vikings team it, it's a big deal yeah and you know i think touching back to that browns Bengals game I think that this is just a one-week fluke from the Bengals' side of it. Yes, the Browns played really well, but you also got to look at it and just say, like, all right, bad week. Joe Burrow coming off the calf injury in the rain. You know, I know in one of my leagues, I have a Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase stack, and so, you know, that wasn't a great week for me in that league. And so, but this Browns team was good, but the Bengals will bounce back, you know, even after this matchup. And, uh, you know, Blake, touching on your point about the Vikings being pretty fraudulent, uh, I think they're a team that will pull it pull it together. I bet you they make a wild card berth this season. You know, last year they won almost all their games in one possession games. And I, I think that says something to them. Like they finish games, even if it's scrappy, even if it comes down to the wire, you know, they just they end up with a W in the column. And so they've already started 0-2 this year. But I bet you they start getting back on, more on track. They've got a good team. They got a good roster. Looks like their draft picks hit. Jordan Addison's been amazing. Two touchdowns through the first two games. I, I think that this Vikings team pulls it together. I bet you they're a six, seven seed in the playoffs. Yes, they do finish games, but eventually luck has to run out. I mean, a lot of that is they play tough at the end. But I mean, it was like eleven out of thirteen games last year were one score games for the Vikings. I mean, no other team in history is winning every single one of those games, and. We're finally kind of seeing that come back to them. They're not going to be able to win every single close game and have everything go perfectly in the last four minutes of every game. And I still think they're going to get wins. I mean, they're in a pretty competitive division. I mean, the Packers are, are tough. The Bears are going to take a few games. The Lions are obviously really good. I I, I think it's going to it's going to be a struggle for them to make the playoffs, especially going on two right now. But they, they're a good team. I mean, I'm not going to say they're a good team, but I talk a lot of trash on them. I just think that 13 and four last year is pretty fraudulent. Uh, yeah, I quit. Well, I mean, Quinn, you can talk after, but because I, I know you have pretty strong feelings on the Vikings, too. But like Blake, to your point, you're saying like luck's got to run out. Like, I got to say, like when you win 11 one score games, fine. If it happens, you know, two or three times that that shows that. All right. Maybe they got lucky those few times. But when you're consistently pulling out those games, like at some point you got to say, like, you know, that's not luck. This is a team that's just well coached and well led that finishes games like it's. You know, it's like that's just how statistics work is, you know, probability like you're not going to get 11 out of 13 just by luck that often. And they I think they've proven enough that they are a team that finishes those late games. And so I feel like they at least deserve some respect for that, even if you, you know, you can say they're not as good as they may appear. Fine. I, I, I maybe won't even disagree with that. 
but they're they're a good team that finishes games and it's not just by luck yeah, yeah no, no i agree yeah i i think they're obviously a super competitive team that roster loaded they have i mean they have the best receiver in the league and you know that defense has always been been strong um, hell no you're crazy bro it's <laughs> horrible yeah, did you watch the Eagles game tonight? Dude, did you watch the entire season last year? They got fried in the secondary. It was almost as bad as the Titans, like 32 and 31. Like, bro, when I saw my guy playing in fantasy, it was like a lock for 20. In the in the in the trenches, they've always been good. Yes, that's Val. I'll, I'll take that. In, in the trenches, they've always been good. They obviously have some things to figure out offensively, like getting Alexander Madison involved a little bit more. He's kind of He's pissing me off right now because I have him in a league and he keeps shitting the bed. So uh, I'm going to need him to stop fumbling the ball and, you know, please Vikings get him more involved. Um, and then also, um, you know, Jordan Addison has been getting involved as well. And TJ Hawkinson has always been a good asset. So I think they need to figure out the run game a little bit more. Um, and then they're going to end up being a much more competitive and controlling team. I think just a funny note on the Vikings, it's, I mean, it's less this year, but I feel like every year they sign some extreme vet in the secondary. It's like, yeah, he can guard. It's like 40-year-old Pat Pete. Let's just throw him in there. It's like every year. It's like there's no way. It's like Harrison Smith. Yeah, I don't know how. He's been in the league. Like, Oh, come on. Like, Harrison Smith's still good. Don't <laughs> stop I know, that. But he's That's... so old. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> I don't but think he's, not he's, like mid, he's like hey, mid-30s. They... <laughs> I was fine with the Patty P disrespect, but Pat don't come for Harrison Smith. He played like the entire year last year. Like, <laughs> Do not come for Harrison Smith. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's fair, but I just, I don't know. The secondary gets cooked. <laughs> last, thing, last year they got ran on top of two. I think their defense got a little bit better, but, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another game I just want to bring up that I thought was really impressive was the Rams. Probably the most doubted team just because they lost everybody. I saw a stat. It's like 90% of the starting roster was rookies and like all, most of the, all of them were past the fifth round because you know the rams gave up so many early picks to go all in for that super bowl run so like they, they haven't had a first round pick the last first round pick they had was Jared goff i saw that i swear that's true so they have a <laughs> bunch of true. they have a bunch of super young super like people nobody knows and it, it, they got they got completely disrespected and the first thing i'll say is that stafford last year with that injury he didn't look good. And people kind of thought this was the end. You know, his, his arm's kind of falling apart. Like kind of what happened to Drew Brees. But after that game, I seriously think that Stafford is back. He looked super good. Like a talented top 10 quarterback again. I really think he's like almost at that point in that Super Bowl run. Like I was afraid that like last year was like, oh, this is it. But no. And the last thing I'll say is that if somehow this Rams team is competitive, all they have to be is competitive, like fighting for a... a a wild card spot or like somewhat around 500 McVay should win coach of the year. Cause this roster is extremely bad. If they're competing with good teams, I think McVay should for sure win coach of the year. Yeah. This Rams team is full of a bunch of guys. that are going to be picked up off of waivers this upcoming week. Like Kyron Williams, their backup running back looked significantly better than cam Akers. Puka Nakua. I know I got him in one of my leagues in the league. I'm in with you guys. Like he's, going to be a great receiver he's a fifth rounder out of byu no one expected him boom he's great tutu atwell no one was expecting tutu atwell a second rounder from like three years ago who's been buns in the league now he's having a good game and all this is before they even get cooper cup back so i was you know very impressed by this rams team that takes all these guys who are pretty disrespected starting to get forgotten about 
in you know in years past what they did was they tried to side big flashy free agents and they'd get bobby wagner but now what they're doing is they're just team building and it worked out really really well so i was really impressed by this rams win yeah i'll I'll talk more on puka nakua later in the episode but um scoring 23 unanswered points in the second half is you know something that the rams should be proud of and rams fans um yeah. Should really should really look at and know that they may have a little something there this year and that, you know, I think people people like you guys have mentioned have doubted Matthew Stafford after his injury and he didn't look as good last year, um, even when he was playing, but he looked really, really good against the Seahawks. So um I would I would expect the Rams to to at least be competing for a playoff spot. Yeah. How do you guys yeah. feel about um the Dolphins and Tua. I mean, it was a historical game for Tua. I mean, one of the best games in Dolphins history. How do you guys feel about just uh, the Dolphins in general and Tua? Because he's, he's kind of a guy that's always doubted too. I yeah, think I th- that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that this Dolphins team looks really good. And if they keep it up, they're going to be a really good team. I'm just, I need to see more first. And Tyreek Hill had a great game. But, you know, this was how they looked at the beginning of last year, too. And then it all just started to fall apart between injuries and the defense started falling apart. And even though they made trades, they just couldn't keep the team together. I I just I need to see this stay together. The Dolphins started three, and zero last year and then barely made the playoffs and got eliminated week one because Tua was out. I, I need to see this team stay together because if they do, we saw this week that they're a great team, but you know, above all else, they got to, they got to keep it going for more than just the first couple weeks of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I mean, obviously the passing attack is probably one of, if not the best in, Sensational. in, in, in the NFL. I mean, Tyree kill might be the best. He might be the best player in the NFL. Um, 215 yards. Um, he, I mean, he did say, what, what was his benchmark? 2000 yards for this year. He's, I mean, he's already on track. So, um, but I do think this team needs to figure out some sort of rushing attack. They scored total just over fifty yards rushing. So teams are like smarter defenses are going to end up figuring out how to like combat with this passing attack. So they need to have a rushing game in order, you know, to kind of cover for that, or at least to provide some support for their passing attack if they want to make it deep this year. Actually, I never really thought about that point, but that actually is a really good point. I mean, it's impossible. It's not impossible, but it's extremely hard to make a serious run if you're one-dimensional. And at this point, the Dolphins are a little one-dimensional. But I will say, if Tua can stay healthy, I really think the Dolphins can be a Super Bowl contender. I seriously do. We've seen how good this offense is with Tua. Tua is super accurate. He's really underrated, I think, right now. And also... Yes, it's not perfect, but we can't we can't deny that they didn't beef up this defense. I mean, if Tua can stay healthy, the second half of the season we're getting Jalen Ramsey back, which you know is going to be amazing. I mean, they got Bradley Chubb, they got David Long. I mean, this defense is not the Vikings. Okay, it's it's a real defense, and yes, if I completely agree with Vig, especially if they can develop some sort of rushing attack, Mostert gets healthy. I mean, uh, a chain becomes a, the goat or something. This te- I really I think this team. The sky's the the sky's the limit. I really think. Yeah the the defensive roster on the Dolphins is super stacked. 
I mean, yeah. you have guys like uh, Emmanuel Ogba, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Xavier Howard, uh, Jalen Phillips, and Javon Holland. Like those guys are all really, really good at their respective positions. So there's no reason for you know this defense to be you know top top seven, top five in the league. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, uh, another game from this past week that I think flew under the radar was the Raiders versus Broncos game. It was a one-point game, 17-16. And I I took the Broncos to win this game because I was really confident that Sean Payton was going to be turning this Broncos team around against a pretty weak Raiders roster. And he wasn't able to pull it out at home. I mean, Denver is one of the best home field advantages in the league and couldn't beat a struggling Raiders team. That that to me was pretty worrisome because they've been talking all about how Russell Wilson's going to be coming back all back in his old form he's going to be improved sean payton really turned the team around and then they blow a great opportunity against an afc west rival to you know start the year off strong at home i don't know i i'm now pretty worried about this broncos team that maybe it's not going to be as great of a turnaround as we had hoped initially it's like the raiders are the complete opposite of what the vikings were last year and the vikings won every single one score game and the Raiders lost every single one. Yes, a, a lot of it is skill and being able to put it together. But there also is just parts that, that come together. And, and it, a little bit of it is like how the cookie crumbles. A little bit of it is like how, a luck a little bit. I mean, the Raiders lost so many games like that. I feel like they're 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 going to win a few of those now. And I think they're, they're going to get more wins. They're going to be more of a serious contender than people think. Just because last year, their record looked horrible, but they weren't that bad of a team. They just lost every one of those close games. So I, I was pretty impressed by the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy G was efficient. He, I mean, he was 20, 20 for 26. Only threw for, I mean, he threw for 200 yards and two TDs. He did have an interception, but he's got a great rushing game to rely on, just like he did with San Francisco. And he's thrown to a better receiver than he's ever thrown to before in Devontae Adams. So, you know. There's no reason for this for this Raiders team to you know be snubs this year. I think they're certainly going to be a competitive team. Yeah. Okay. And the last game I want to talk about before we get into news or noise is the Bears Packers game. The Bears. The Bears. Are How not, do you guys feel about the Bears? Blake, Blake's going to have a field day right yeah, now. Like they got all right, so me and, much hype. Me and Quinn are going to take a step back. Let let Blake. Let's, carry let's just let Blake. Okay. This is right this now. is what I'm going to say. I I think it's a little crazy that. Fields is getting so much hype, especially this Bears team. I mean, they drafted all these guys. The Bears are contenders. Fields still hasn't proven anything, at least in my eyes. Yes, I will 100% agree. He is an amazing runner. One of the best athletes I've ever seen on the football field, but he's not a good quarterback. He can't lead the team down the field unless he has an 80-yard pocket and a run, okay? I've never seen him step in the pocket and make a pass downfield. Another thing that pisses me off is that he gets all this hype, like, Two completions and 99 yards. Okay, you can't throw a five-yard screen to DJ Moore who runs for 78 yards and call that your completion for 80 yards. Yes, yes, it is a completion for 80 yards, but come on, dude. I can throw that pass. I I, I still haven't seen evidence that Fields is making a jump, in my opinion. And the team around him is getting better. It, eventually, the excuses aren't going to be there, and it's going to come up to Fields. And yes, you guys can think different, but I don't think he's proven anything yet. I'm disappointed in him. That's what I'll say. That's fair. It was, it, it was certainly a disappointing game for Justin. But, you know, on the flip side, Jordan Love 
you know, had a really good game. He threw for three touchdowns, 245 yards on only 15 completions. And Aaron Jones looked uh, significantly better than he has over the past year or so. Um, so that, you know, that that's very promising for Packers fans. Oh, obviously, yeah, like that, obviously that defense is, you know, solid. So, you know, that's something you could rely on. And the big question mark going into this year was Jordan Love. And I think he really proved himself that he has the capability to be a, a really, really good quarterback this year. And he could potentially lead the Packers to a playoff berth. The last thing I'll say about about Fields is that it's like, oh, they go in this offseason, like, let's get him all this help at receiver. Let's get him DJ Moore, a solid wide receiver one. Okay, let's throw him two passes for 20 yards. I mean, this dude has everything now. Can he just be hey, good? Stop stop disrespecting Darnell, all right? He had a touchdown. Okay, I love Mooney. Okay, he's a two-lane. Darnell had a good game. He's a two-lane love. I love Mooney. He's sick. <laughs> but Mooney's been goaded for years, and he never gets in the ball. I mean, I'm just sick of Fields, dude. Give me Willis. Give me Levis back there. <laughs> Oh my god! No way, bro. Levis kid is a. Uh, no, I can't say that. We need to get Blake off this. We just need to go news or noise. Yeah. Blake's gonna keep going for the next hour uh, about Justin. All right, when, all right. when Fields is when Fields is like Herbert or something like that, then you guys control me forever. But he's never gonna be. All right, we'll we'll take notes. See about that. Uh, for news or noise, uh, you guys start us off. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to bring up one. I'm not even gonna talk just in real life, but also in fantasy. Anthony Richardson. Had a great week one. News or noise? I think it's news. I think it's news too. I mean, he looked really, really comfortable back there and he looked NFL ready. He wasn't holding on to the ball for too long. Um, he he seemed far more prepared and, and the game went a lot better than I was expecting it to go for him. The, my biggest fear for Richardson going into the season is obviously, yes, the upside with rushing is going to be there, but how many times are they going to let him throw the ball? Is this going to be a Malik Willis where he throws it five times a game? That's going to suck. Richardson threw 37 passes. That's like huge numbers. That's like Herbert numbers most games. I mean, they trust him to throw the ball, which is super good for fantasy. I mean, if he's actually throwing 37 passes and he has a rushing upside and he's, he's willing to just smash his head through anybody, at least right now, I mean, I could seriously see him being fantasy relevant in like a 12 team league by the middle of the season. Yeah. I, you know, you guys know I've been the biggest AR 15 hater since day one, but I'll say it's news. I, I'm Thank a Jags you. fan. I'm a Jags fan. I had to endure that game in, I gotta say, I thought we were going to roll the Colts and all of a sudden Anthony Richardson's got them up in the third quarter against us. I was losing my mind yelling at my TV because I look away, all of a sudden he's running for a touchdown. Next, he's stepping up in the pocket, hitting passes. I, As much as I hate to admit it, I, I think not only in real life, but I mean, even in fantasy, like where he's going to be running the ball, getting points in all different uh, directions. I'll give it, I'll give him his credit. I'll I'll take my, my blame. I'll still say I don't think he's going to be as good as everyone's hyping him up to be. But I'll give him his credit that he had a really good week this week, and I think that's newsworthy. Bro, if Richardson finishes the season with more passing yards and fields, then then I'm done, bro. Oh my He's god, going stop to. taking everything back to fields. He's going to, bro. Wait. Bro is obsessed. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I, I, Vig, what I do think, you want I think I think Blake brought up something really important, and this goes for you know rookie quarterbacks is that the Colts had trust in Anthony Richardson. A lot of a lot of teams will go into the season with a brand new rookie quarterback. They start their first game, and they don't trust them. 
you know, he'll throw the ball maximum 18 to 20 times. They're just, you know, they're just scared to use him. And, you know, this went for CJ Stroud as well, who threw for like 45 attempts. Both of these teams had trust in their quarterbacks, which set them up for success. The Houston Texans suck. If you watch the highlights or the game at all, this offensive line is atrocious. No and, and CJ Stroud still threw for 250 yards and he and he he threw for no interceptions. Like it's really impressive for an offensive line that is that bad. And you know, same for Anthony Richardson. This isn't a this isn't a great uh offensive uh you know off what's what's the word like it's it, they don't have great offensive personnel it's not it's not like weapons, a great not, yeah not they don't have great weapons. offensive weapons the Take o-line no. isn't spectacular by any means and you know he threw for 35 times he was safe with the ball and he stayed competitive with a team with you know the jaguars who were in the second round of the playoffs last year so you know you got to give credit where credit's due to those rookie quarterbacks bryce young ended up being the worst rookie qb to start last last week which i think was the total opposite of what people were thinking based on preseason and obviously you know where each QB was drafted yes I agree but I think the only one that's news for fantasy is Richardson Stroud and Young don't have the rushing upside yeah to no, be no, fantasy no. relevant for sure okay my, the next person I'll ask you guys Jacoby Myers coming off a huge week news or noise Jacoby Myers he he caught two okay, let me tell you what his stats were he had a really big game Jacoby Myers on the Raiders? Yes. He had nine what? for 81 and two touchdowns. 24 fantasy points. Um, I'm going to go with noise just because Devontae Adams is there. And I think Devontae's just going to continually get more and more involved in this offense. Obviously, he's been dominating this offense for, or he's been dominating offenses for you know, years, obviously, and it's his second year, so I'm expecting him to have an even better year. And just that the that um, that chemistry with Jimmy G is only going to increase. I'll say it's news <laughs> because Ooh. I say it's news. I mean, he had 10 targets on nine receptions. Obviously, there's a rapport with Jimmy G. And also, we have seen this offense – Contain two fantasy relevant receivers before. We've seen it with Renfro and Waller. We've seen it with Waller and Adams. I mean, we've seen two people be able to be fantasy relevant. And Renfro is completely out of this offense. He's healthy and he only played 13 snaps the entire game. Myers is that guy that Renfro now was. I mean, this is going to be a pretty pass heavy offense. And Myers looked really, really good. I, I seriously think that he could be like a solid flex pay. I think this is more news than noise. I think this is going to keep going on. He yeah, got a concussion, which is pretty bad. But yeah, I was just gonna say, like, you might want to wake up a little early on Sunday morning if you're planning on starting him in fantasy, just to make sure he'll be playing. Because you know, with that concussion lingering, that's one that's always a game time decision with those concussions, depending on if they pass their protocol that morning. So maybe maybe wake up a little early, check your lineup that morning, make sure he's gonna be playing. But I mean, if if it holds true, I think he has the opportunity to surely be a solid flex pay at minimum. And if he keeps it up, I mean, he's playing like a real like wide receiver too. I mean, remember when Renfro was like a serious wide receiver too in fantasy? There was like a strip of like eight games where he was really, really solid. He's pretty much playing that same role in the slot. Myers is now. So I feel like he could yeah. be pretty solid. Yeah, what what else do you guys have? 
Renfro's different though. He's he was just always a slot guy, and Myers likes to play on the outside a lot more. He he runs those uh, outside routes. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say about Myers is that like he had like a touchdown curse. I mean, he caught like two touchdowns his entire career in New England. It was like a meme. He got two in the, his first game ever with the Raiders. It seems like some good well, some good he, mojo. He threw a touchdown air. to the Raiders last season when he was on the Patriots. If we oh yeah, that is that. true. Yeah, that is valid. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I mean, um, we already talked about him a little bit. How do you guys feel about Puka Nakua? News or noise? I, I have him as news, but this is kind of contingent upon Cooper Cup still being out. Um, You know, I, I watched the highlights of that game, and obviously they're highlights, but, you know, you can't deny he had, he had 10 receptions, and if you compare some of the games, some of Cooper Cup's best games, the two looked very similar. Like, they were being used in a very similar manner. Obviously, Matthew Stafford... um target him a ton so i think as long as cooper cup is still out nakua is going to fill that wide receiver one role it's just always going to be a guy that's going to be like 10 15 yards down the field for matthew stafford over the middle yeah and uh, a big thing about puku is you look at the stats and always the top receivers from the week they have you know touchdowns on their record puku didn't have a single touchdown and still put up 24 points in fantasy that to me is the biggest indicator that this is news if he had like Kendrick Bourne last week had 24 points, but two, 12 of them were off of touchdowns. And then you take another two just off the reception per touchdown. And then you realize, oh, wait, he only had like, you know, 50 yards on like six catches. He wasn't that great. But Puku had 120 yards on 10 catches without a touchdown and finished as one of the top receivers in fantasy. That's an indicator that he's going to be successful with or without touchdowns. Yeah, and Bro had 15 targets. I mean, his target share was like 40% of Stafford's passes. And like like Quinn said, they kind of just push him right in that cup slot role. And it's like, that's exactly what Stafford loves. I mean, I don't know what it is, but when he sees that guy in the slot, it's like, I, I can only go there. So until <laughs> Cup is back, I really think Puka should be in everybody's starting lineup. Like, I'm serious. Yeah, and sure. when Cup is back, depending on how Stafford looks and how this Rams team looks at that point, who knows? This could be a team that can that can hold two two viable receivers. I mean, obviously, Cup's going to be a different level, but who knows? After seeing this Rams week one, I, I really don't know what to think about the Rams. I have to re- reevaluate in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, a player I had on, under my news or noise was Tyler Algier. He had 24 fantasy points, even while Bijan Robinson, Bijan Robinson had over 20 as well. So what do you guys think? News or noise? I'm going to go noise on this one. And I know that's probably the unpopular opinion because Algier is going to be getting a lot of love this week after he had a great week. But I don't know. I just, Bijan's the top back in that offense. And while I was impressed that Algier did get a significant uh, carry load, I think he's going to get phased out throughout the season. Unfortunately, I think he's a great back still. Just if I, if I have him on my fantasy team, I'm trading him right now because his value is never going to be higher. And especially coming off this past week, trade him, get, probably you can get a solid flex player, maybe a wide receiver too for his value right now. So I'd go ahead, trade him away. I don't know that he's going to be returning to this stratosphere of uh, points that he got this past week. I think he's, I think he's noise as well because of this. I think he's going to have a solid role for most of the season. I mean, we, Arthur Smith likes to share, share the money. You know I mean? He likes to push around a lot of people, but it's never going to be this two touchdowns. I mean, it, a lot of weeks are going to be, yes, there's 10 carries for 50 yards, but that's it. I mean, that's going to give you like six points. 
he, he just got super lucky that he got two touchdowns this week. So his number's so high. He's going to be a normal backup with like, you know, 10 carries and 55 yards. I mean, I think I agree with Cole. I think it's a good time to sell because his number looks really nice right now, but it's that's not indicative of the future. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you guys more. I think he's absolutely noise. Bijan Bijan's workload is obviously only going to increase as the season goes on. And he kind of got, and you know, personally, he kind of got carried by his touchdowns. Like, obviously, he had a good game. You know, he had he had 75 rushing yards, but let's be honest here, that Panthers defense is cheeks, and and he ended up having two TDs. So that's probably the you know the max this is like the most amount of points that Algier is going to score this year. Yeah, I, I bet so too. I do have one last guy. If you guys want to talk about him, how do you guys feel about Kenneth Gainwell? Is do you think he's news or noise? Uh, I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say newsworthy, but not like news in the sense of like you should pick him up for fantasy stardom. I'm gonna say newsworthy that he just turned out to be the top back out of the three that they have there. But I think that Swift and Penny are gonna, you know, eventually overtake him. And, you know, he's out tonight for Thursday night football. Swift looked good in the role. Penny actually still is, you know, not getting touches. He only had three tonight. So maybe Gainwell ends up as, you know, a split committee with Swift. So I'll give that newsworthy, but let's be real. He's not going to ever be a solid starting running back. Maybe not even a great flex play. Like if one of your guys has a bye week, fine, plug him in. But he's not going to be a true, true starter in fantasy. Swift Swift didn't look good tonight. He looked excellent tonight. 170 yards. I think he's absolutely earned his title as the RB1 for this team going forward. And, you know, he's starting to show that his true ceiling, that he just never, that the Detroit Lions never really accessed out of him. With I mean, this Eagles run defense, offensive line is probably the best in the league. Um, so I think, and and the Eagles have always been a ground to pound team, so I think I think we're going to see DeAndre Swift be super valuable fantasy wise going forward. So I'm going to say Gainwell is noise. Uh, I'm going to agree. I think there's just too many mouths to feed. Whether that's Swift having a great game or Boston Scott coming out of nowhere or Hurts, it's just like I just feel like none of them are going to end up being maybe Swift after this game. But I still don't even really trust them. I just don't really want anything to do with the Eagles running backs. So noise on all of them. That's what I said. All right, I, I have I have one last one for news or noise, and it's kind of the opposite of you know what we've been doing. But I'll say Bengals offense news or noise. Noise, noise. Yeah, I think it's absolutely sure. noise. Yes, the Bengals are going to be the Bengals, dude. Joe is still the 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 second best quarterback in the NFL. No doubt about it. Yeah, mind. I mean, I mean, yeah. The, the, this happened almost identical to the first week last year, and everyone was going crazy. This is still the team that beats the Chiefs every year. This is still the team that went to the Super Bowl. This is an amazing team, a Super Bowl-caliber team. I mean, teams have bad weeks, and Burrow, well, you know, was in and out of practice with the contract negotiations. I just think he wasn't that locked in, and the future is still bright. Actually, now that you reminded me, can we do one last one? How about this? News or noise, Josh Allen. Are we talking Jaguars Josh Allen, who had three sacks? <laughs> I'm talking about that. Like, career game. Or the like lame Josh Allen on the Buffalo I'm, I'm Bills. Talking about the Buffalo Bills. Josh is noise, and... dude. On it, honestly, this might be the year the Bills win the Super Bowl because every oh year they start off. No, watch this. Watch this. Listen, 
every year they start off so hot and everyone's like, Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. Like, like this is their year. This is unreal. And then he shows up last Sunday or, or on Monday and he throws three interceptions and loses to Zach Wilson off the bench and the fumble. Mm-hmm. I, this year, I, the Bills trending upwards. Oh my God. Previous I, years, the Bills trending downwards. This is the year I, Josh Allen could make the Super Bowl. Mark my I, words. Mark my I, words. Big, I, I love the you know roundabout logic you're trying to use there. I think it's very cute, but I, I just don't I don't think that this is a good week for Josh Allen in terms of like just his progression as a player. So I'm going to say this is news. I mean, he had three interceptions and you go back and watch them. Like Josh Allen is not making smart throws. Like on one of them, he had a wide open check down for a first down. And instead he tried to force it 45 yards down the field into triple coverage. He just doesn't make smart plays. He's got all the arm talent in the world. He can put it on a dime across the field, but he's just not smart with how he throws. And so, you know, when you've got a franchise quarterback, you know, you want him to be able to make those passes where he just looks at it and says, right, I'm going to take the safer option. I'm going to make sure we get the first down and be smart here. And he's just not been smart. And so I, I'm going to say this is news. I think this is news, too. I mean, this Bills team has been Super Bowl caliber for years now, and people are trying to get frustrated with Josh Allen, like get it done. I think the biggest thing is that He's got to mature and to stop playing hero ball. He doesn't have to be the king that throws every single pass 80 yards for a touchdown off his back foot. Like you said, Cole, he can check it down. I mean, he could throw it to his running back. It's okay. Just get down the field and score. It's it's pretty frustrating. And yes, I just feel like he's making mistakes that Anthony Richardson should make. You know what I mean? And yet right, he's Josh right. Allen. He's got to know who he is and like the amount of people the amount of pressure on himself and the amount of people rely on him he's got to be like mature and play like like it matters like he, he throws these passes like the game doesn't matter but then i see him get all sad after i'm like so which one is it bro i don't know I, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated with him to be honest i think bill's friend fans can right rightfully so be frustrated with him but it's the first game of the year and like I, and like i said bills are trending up this year it can't get any worse than the jets game they're trending up all right, I'll you guys want to move on to some uh, record prediction for week two? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get into it. I'll read them out. All right, Blake. You do, you want, do you want to go over week one first? Oh yes. But um, oh, we don't. We don't need to go through the individual picks. But uh, I went eight and eight last week, and we'll just say our favorite and our worst losses that we had. Uh, my favorite W was taking the Packers to beat the Bears. I, you know, I was not a believer that the Bears were going to pull that one out, so I was very proud of that pick. Uh, my worst pick, though, was probably taking the 49ers to lose to the Steelers. Oh, that just oh, did oh. not. Blake, do you want to talk about your worst pick? Let's yes, let's, let's go to that one. First, yeah, let's talk about my best pick. I picked the Bucks <laughs> over the Vikings, which was a W, and I almost picked. I was like, oh, I kind of want to take the Rams, but I ended up picking the Seahawks, so I kind of was a coward. But I almost picked the Rams, which was cool. But I picked the Giants to win. Which they did, of course. <laughs> so that was another dub. Yeah, of course the Giants demolished the Cowboys. So yeah, my, that was a huge uh, one for me. My my best take was the Browns over the Bengals. Obviously, I mean I'm I'm gonna take the Browns every week. I'm sorry, I'm I'm a Browns fan. I'm if they're playing seven, seventeen and zero. Um, my worst was probably the uh, Vikings over the Buccaneers. That was that was incredibly disappointing to 
to watch Baker Mayfield win a football game. Fair enough. All right, let's get into this week. Okay, let me read them out. Week two of the NFL season. Well, we just watched one of the games. We can't count that. How about this? Starting off, ravens Bengals, Big divisional matchup. I'm going to go Bengals with a bounce back dub. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals. And I was not impressed with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson last week. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals. They're they're hungry for it. I'm going to take the Ravens. I think uh, the Bengals are going to follow in, too. And this, yes, I was not impressed last week either, but I think the, the Ravens are actually a really good team. And I, I just, I got a feeling, okay? How about Seahawks Lions? This is this another is, one where I yes, think that the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks are going to come back strong for this one. And I, so I know probably the popular pick right now, you know, at least in the media is going to be the Lions, but give me the Seahawks in this one. I, I, I was not like unimpressed with their loss to the Rams. I just, I can see them pulling this one out. Yeah, I do too. I think I'm going to go Seahawks. I think the Lions, you know, they might get a little ahead of themselves, you know, be, still be a little hungover that um that would that big win over the Chiefs week one. So I'm gonna go Seahawks with a bounce back win. I'm going Lions. I mean I was very unimpressed by the Seahawks last week and I think the Lions are not that insane. I think they're a little overhyped, but they're still a really good team. How about the Colts Texans? Colts. Hmm. Yeah I'm I'm gonna go Colts. I mean it's that offensive line is so bad of the Texans. You have no idea. It's so bad. But you got to pay me to watch that game. That game is going to be horrible, but I'll take the Colts. I think really? it's going to want to see Stroud versus. Uh, I do, but I just feel are. like it's going to. I, I, I don't know. I really don't, to be honest. Like we should care about that game as AFC South fans. Yes. I'm hoping. Uh, yes. That, that, that actually is true. Hope for a tie so that they both don't get, don't get a win. Yes. That'd be pretty sick. I'll take the I'll take the I'll take the Colts too. I think the Colts are a more built team at this point. How about Bears Bucks? Oh, this one's a lock. This one's a lock. <laughs> yeah, this one's. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll go with the Bears for this one. Oh, uh, now this week after I took the Packers last week, give me the Bears. Dub Bears. Mapletron. They're taking this Bears. Bears for this ah. dude. Jay Fields. Ah. Baker is better than Jay Fields. I'm not even kidding. I'll take Bucks. Okay, Chiefs Jaguars, really big game. Jags, it's it's in Duval. Like right now, the buzz around the game is just crazy. The Jags are taking this one. They want revenge. They want revenge from the game last year. Chiefs. I'm gonna take the Chiefs too. I think that they cannot follow into. There's no way. If Kadarius yeah, Tony I, drops I one pass, you to Patrick Mahomes All is right. gonna All right. chuck that man in a. I'm praying on the Jaguars' downfall too. So you know I gotta. Oh yeah, no shit. Okay, Packers, Falcons. Packers. There's no way you're thinking about this, dude. The Packers are like the Iowa Hawkeyes of the NFL, I, dude. They're Aaron incapable Jones of putting might, up Aaron more Jones, than 20 points. Aaron Jones might not play. And That's, if he doesn't not, play, that... He's probably not going to. If matter. he doesn't play, then... You know I'll just put it down now. I'll take the Falcons. No way, dude. I, I'm gonna take the Packers as well. I think that Ritter uh Ritter gets flustered by the Packers pretty good defense. How about um Raiders Bills? Bills. Bills at home. Bills. Josh Allen. Bills. Remember this. Upward upward trend. Upward trend. Give me the Raiders. 
Chargers, Titans. Chargers. Chargers. They're hungry. <laughs> Low key, Will Levis the- might come in fourth quarter. Give me the Chargers. Oh, wow. Good Blake. job, Blake. Good job. 49ers, Rams. At a certain point, bias, is, you just can't take over. All right, Niners take this one. Niners, Niners. never lose this. I got to take Purdy, You have to take Dude, Niners. Purdy is so overhated. He's like, he's, he's so he's good. He's so overhated and under. All right, Quinn, bro. He's, Purdy, Purdy or Fields? Which one would you rather have as your franchise QB? Dude, how are you thinking about this, bro? Purdy. <laughs> Purdy. No way. So Purdy, but I think Fields. if you put Justin Fields on the 49ers, they're better. Dude, he'd be so crazy on the Niners. He would, you he think would he'd be. You think he'd yeah, be better for the Niners yeah. than, than Purdy would? Throw yes. Purdy, switch, switch Justin Fields, switch Justin Fields and Brock Purdy, Purdy on the Bears would be a bomb. Yeah, it would be no. horrible. Dude, the, the, the 49ers are built around like a QB who's really accurate and can make those quick passes. Dude, Fields can't hit anything, bro. What is he going to do? Just run? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. He can hit okay, Darnell Moody. Bro. Yes, he can, dude. All right, bro. And if they, if they want to give Debo Samuel 95 screen passes, then I guess we can try that. That's all he does anyway. Yeah, it's totally He's like the ideal do. quarterback for the Debo. The longest throw Purdy throws is like 25 yards. Yeah, but they're cash. Fields throws like freaking to the defense. Yeah, okay. Fields can throw at cash from 25 yards out. No, he's, he can't. He's an NFL quarterback. He can make that throw, dude. Can Zach Wilson? <laughs> he's an NFL quarterback. <laughs> can well, Malik? He's an I NFL think, quarterback. Yeah, okay, Malik. Can Richardson? Malik, Malik sucks, dude. Rich, Malik sucks. Well, Zach Wilson could probably make the throw. Okay, next one. Giants, Cardinals. Uh, give me the Cardinals in this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Cardinals. Joshua Dobbs instruction. No, oh, Giants, Giants, Giants. Okay, Jets, Cowboys. Daniel Jones is the worst forty million dollars spent of all time. Tannehill has that contract too. Okay, <laughs> Jets, Cowboys. Um, uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. I'll take I'll take Cowboys as well. Commanders, Broncos. 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 Commanders. Sam Howell kind of looked good. Commanders, stuck. Dude, the commanders. The commanders with the enemy are like they did struggle, but I think I think they're looking a pretty underrated team. Dolphins, Patriots. Dolphins. Uh, yeah, Dolphins, but it's a closer game than anticipated. That's valid. I think Dolphins as well. How about Saints, Panthers? Saints. Saints. I agree. Saints. Right. Saints are pretty good. Final game: Browns, Steelers, Monday Night Browns, 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 Browns. I take Browns as well. Yeah, I'll take the Browns. And that we have a doublehead on Monday night, which is pretty cool. That'll be fun. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Any last notes? This was a really fun episode. Yeah, this is a great episode. I already be back. If you listen to this, I... then you're actually the GOAT, because I think we have zero listeners. <laughs> Thank you guys so much it. for supporting us through this journey. Um, We're, we're going to make the jump to um, e, uh, ESPN2 starting at 730 on weekdays. We're gonna be on ESPN. We're gonna be on ESPN Ocho. Yeah. So if you do want to watch, we will be there, and uh, we're trying to get that that Joe Rogan deal on Spotify too. So if yeah, you guys want to reach out to us, that'd be sweet. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, Vig thinks Fields is better than than Manning. He told me earlier, but <laughs> I think Fields is the greatest quarterback. Didn't want to say on the pod. Fields is the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, my last question. Don't get it twisted. Uh, let, me, let me get. Let me think of a good one. Okay. Fields or Danny Dimes? Fields, 100%. Oh, way! 
Danny Dimes. Did you see that man against the Cowboys? Okay, yes, he had one bad game. I've never seen Fields play a good game. I'm going to end this podcast before this gets out of hand here. Okay. Your last thought. Just one word. Fields or Danny Dimes. Just one word, then end it. Cut them both from the team. 